animation. Woodrad Podcast Network is a proud affiliate of AnimationLegends.com. Use our promo code RINGS to save at checkout. We're talking actual, authentic animation production artwork, one-of-a-kind things you're not going to find anywhere else. Authentic animation cells, background paintings, and production artwork from some of the most legendary, iconic Saturday morning cartoons and animated features. We're talking The Brave Little Toaster. We're talking Little Nemo in Slumberland, The Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Man, Ewoks, He-Man, G.I. Joe, and many more. Go to AnimationLegends.com and get real, authentic, one-of-a-kind artwork that you can adorn your walls with and save at checkout with our promo code RING. That's R-I-N-G-S, rings at checkout, animationlegends.com. The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets. Let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket. Yeah, I hear it translates in Macedonian to fisting receptacle. Oh, God. This is episode number... Something goes here. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... Negabun. This is your first handy pocket. Is it? I thought I did at least one other one. Maybe we did a racing one? I don't know. Probably. It was a very long time ago if it did happen. I think the... Like, the precursor to Handy Pocket was a Patreon exclusive. You can find our Patreon at OneRadClub.com, and it was called, like, 30-Minute Takedown or Throwdown or something like that. That might have been it. Yeah, we recorded an episode about the Mega Man kart racer, and I sounded like shit because, oh, wouldn't you know, I had microphone issues. <laughs> Like I did before we logged on together today. I think it recorded through my laptop mic. So we have to go back and re-talk. What was that called? Battle Battle and Chase? Mega Man Battle and Chase, yes. Yeah, yeah we'll have to redo that uh, review for Twisty Rockets. Because that's, that's, that's worth a Twisty Rockets. That's more than a handy pocket, I believe. Yeah, and I think I still have my save, uh, so I can finish that and unlock the rest of the power-ups. Oh, that's great. Uh, if you want to follow me or Nakobun, please, please, please click the podcast description, often called show notes. You click that, and it's got a whole bunch of links of where to find Nakobun, where to find myself, and all the other contributors on the One Rad Podcast Network. Nakobun, what is in your pocket? Uh, today we got You Suck at Parking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming this is a game and not just a random insult. I mean, it could be both, but I've never actually driven with you, so I okay. can't really judge. Yeah. Tell me about it. Okay. Uh, you Suck at Parking is uh, it's best described as kind of an isometric racer slash obstacle course game slash a little bit of puzzle mm. game. Uh, okay. The whole deal is uh, you cannot reverse. Uh, you probably oh. shouldn't break. And, uh, though you can, and you are trying to park on parking spots scattered around different courses with all sorts of weird obstacles. I mean, uh, the regular ramps and jumps and stuff, there's little bouncy pads, boost pads, uh, like you would find in a racing game, but there's also yeah. stuff shooting fireballs at you, uh, missiles, uh, eventually you run afoul of the police, and they'll, uh, knock you out, and the whole deal is to, um, it all depends on the mode, really, because in the single player, uh, each course has a set number of anywhere from two to like 
I think usually five places to park. And okay. you want to park a car on each spot in the thing. Like every time you park, it jumps you back to spawn and you drive to the next one and find your way. If you get all the spots without dying or falling off the course once or having to respawn, uh, you get perfect parks, which uh, ends up with more experience, more points, and that goes to unlocking cosmetics, uh, which you can use them in single player. They're a little more fun in the multiplayer because then you get to show off to other people. And it also, like, it keeps a whole career track as to what levels you've completely parked, uh, which ones you've perfect parked, and um, what levels you've unlocked. Because some uh, later levels you need to finish more parking to unlock more parking. How does the game tell you where to park? Is it obvious? Are you going down city streets or suburbs and it's like, hey, park in front of your house or go to the florist? It's not like urban or suburban areas. They're like okay. created tracks. Like mm, it's, okay. it's all curated. Again, it's more of an obstacle course than anything realistic. And it's all kind of just individual islands that are all set on basically. Okay. And even the lobbies, you're like jumping from island to island to get to the new areas to explore. Okay. But uh, they, they're very clear rectangles with a letter P in them. They, it's not hard ah, to find. Okay. I think okay. they even added a, in the latest update as of this recording, I think they added a little extra glow around the edges uh, so you can see. And you don't have to hit them perfectly. It's, uh, I think, like a certain amount over the edge still counts as a park. When you say isometric, uh, because I am an old man who plays old games, I'm, I'm immediately thinking a top-down view similar to the Micro Machine games or the RC Pro-Am games. Is that, I'm not saying aesthetically wise, but is that kind of the perspective of which you're looking at these courses? Yeah, it's basically the same angle. Um, if you've played, well, any of the old top-down Zeldas, or especially the, uh, the Link to the, or Link's Awakening remake on the Switch, that mm -hmm. is, like, almost dead on for the angle you're looking at. Okay. And before matches, or before courses, you can actually go in, it's called inspection mode, and it doesn't just have an overview, but you can actually, like, scroll the camera around, uh, look around to see what obstacles are there, and maybe kind of get a feel for where you want to go instead of going in blind, even on your first run, which is kind of nice. Are you driving around in real cars or similar to real cars? Like, you know, it, it's a Mustang, but they can't call it a Mustang. Or are these sort of cartoony type of cars? They're all cartoony types, but they've got uh, a bunch of different models. Like, there's some you unlock in the game. Like, I think the winter area, which is like the second sub campaign, you can get a little uh, trucking cab truck. Certain uh, car bodies have certain uh, extensions, which are basically like the larger physical accessories that only work with them like the pickup truck has a sheep you can put in the back or uh in the new uh newer update you get like a pot of lava for it interesting and now are there points made for difficult parking spaces or are they all the same thing there are multipliers as you as you go to harder levels there's a multiplier applied to the experience that you are earning per area. Gotcha. How many tracks are there in total with the campaign? Now there's, I think, over 400. There are 400 spots parked, including, uh -huh. uh, well, the up the I think the updates are free to the full game. The paid option, which actually this might turn some people off. There is a season pass thing for aesthetics, but it only applies to multiplayer, and you still get some free ones on that. Plus, a nice thing they did, if you finish the uh, season pass, they're about three months long, I believe. There is a carryover for any experience you earn after filling out the uh, 50 tier pass that you get free, um, basically, tokens to redeem on the next season's pass. So mm. you can just skip a bunch of uh, levels 
uh, next time around. The The game itself runs for 20 bucks. The passes are 10 bucks, but again, that's for a whole three-month spread. And you can buy that anytime before the season ends, and you'll get everything that you have unlocked experience-wise. Now, uh, you, you're playing this on the PC? Uh, yes, it is also available on Xbox platforms, and they recently dropped a PS5. I don't know if it's on PS4, but there's a PS5 beta out. It is not dropped in full on that platform. The leaderboards uh, for top times, and I think even the matchmaking in multiplayer is cross-platform, though. What goes on in multiplayer? Are you just ruining other players' day while they're trying to park? Is that it? A little bit. I, I was just wondering, like, what the competitive edge is in a multi multiplayer match. In multiplayer, all courses have between 8 and 10 spots right now. And in single player, when you park, it leaves a physical car on the spot. So some courses have opposing traffic and stuff that can knock uh, your cars off. Or you can knock your cars off of spots and stuff like that. In multiplayer, you don't have to worry about that. Once you've hit a spot, it registers it to your account for that round. It's mm -hmm. uh, four round matches. They've uh, floated... Uh, doing three-round matches. They've, they're w getting community feedback on that for anybody who wants it to go quicker. And uh, you get a certain amount. It's like a tournament bracket in like any racing game cup where you get like 10 points for top, 8 for second, certain amount for third, and then it totals your points after the four rounds to see who won the match. Every day there's a new set of three challenges, uh, which get you parking tokens, which is the second way to get aesthetics. In-game currency, you can buy it if you want to, but it's easy enough to grind it out. There's usually like a weekly thing you can pick up. They call it the parking a lot. That's why the currency is called parking tokens. Uh, gotcha. There's usually a weekly new car body you can buy, which okay. just gives you another thing to decorate. And then like every 12 hours, they rotate it. it. They have like four slots with aesthetics you can buy, and they're available for I think two days once they ro rotate in. But every 12 hours, one rotates out, and a new one rotates in but most of those should rotate back before um, the given season is over. Like, I think they said the first half of this this current season, everything's going to be new, and uh, we are definitely not 45 days in. I think it started at the top of December. So, top of the month, we are recording. Spoilers? Yeah, that's fine. The uh, you, you brought up aesthetics. It is, it is just cosmetic, right? There are no buffs. To... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, there's no performance buffs. Um, okay. Some people seem to think, like, the plow you can get in the winter area gives you a little more hitbox to knock people out of the way, but no. It, it, <laughs> it, that, that's purely delusional. But uh, it's broken down into um, color schemes and patterns. Some of them are animated and stuff, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the patterns, you know, th that's what adds racing stripes. You can pick a second color to fill the stripe pattern and whatever. But they, they've got all sorts of ones like that. There's, like, uh, lizard scales and, like, even just some of the color spreads. They've added a bunch of feather stuff since... The second season and expansion with that is all um, tropical volcano dinosaur stuff going on. Like, I have a meteor. Uh, that's a, considered an extension, but those are kind of the prop-style ones, like the mm. stuff that sits in the back. I have a meteor that looks like it's about to crash into my car that follows me around. That's um, neat. Yeah. Uh, there's trails that shoot out behind your car, so like sparks or um, cursed bones. Mm. Uh, there, was, there was one... They, originally did bundles where you could buy a bunch together and they had a few free ones as well for the holiday uh, different holidays like halloween and thanksgiving they haven't done a as of recording christmas one yet but we'll see what happens in the next week or so 
How would you describe the art direction of the game? I'm, I'm assuming it's polygonal. It's cutesy and cartoony. It is 3D. Um, okay. But, like, it's not, like, chunky. It's the corners are sanded off. It's very soft. Like, the car body's going to be flatter, and then, like, the place where the area where the cab would be or where people would be driving in is usually, like, a little fatter and chunkier. Okay. Um, and sticking up a little higher. And all the accessories, it ranges, most of them are relatively cute. Like, there was a pug uh, that you could have sit in the back, uh, sitting over the back of your car that came out recently. Um, little dinosaurs that sit on top or in back, depending on certain car models. Um, just all sorts of uh, cute stuff. Also, you can get uh, effects for your parkings and effects for your death that vary as well. Is there a story in the campaign mode, or are you just making your way through different challenges? It's all just different challenges. Okay. Like, yeah. There would really be no way to explain this at all. I'm just thinking of, like, City Connection, <laughs> where yeah. there's vaguely a story in there if you read the manual. Neat. Yeah. Uh, how, how about a uh, music soundtrack? Are, are we just dealing with uh, one or two tracks, or d do we have something here that slaps? Uh, it's only eight tracks, but uh, most of it's okay. it's pretty like quaint. Although mm -hmm. like the later uh, areas have added some lyrics to them, like um, the winter area. It's like this whimsical. It's got a bit of a winter wonderland vibe, but it's kind of slower, more downbeat, and then just this uh, like kind of semi-faint woman's vocals just going. You suck at parking. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the um, the Inferno season added one where it's like, burn, burn, may you burn. But it's still no. in like the kind of chill, like uh, lo-fi beats to park crappily to. It's got a really good community as well. They are very, very active on Discord. Uh, they like advertise it right on the front page. You can talk to people about strats. Um, they actually have like a whole bunch of um, channels. Like, if you want to register on their Discord server as a speedrunner, mm -hmm. uh, you can. It, you have to like just set a role. It's pretty simple. But that's where you get like the six skips. Like there's guys rolling over fences and bouncing off of things you probably shouldn't be able to bounce off of. All the devs are they put most of this stuff in there intentionally. They knew people were gonna figure out some of these tricks and just you know the people chat. They'll party up. There's a party system to play with your friends. At least on, I think it, were, it is on Xbox and Steam. I don't know if you can cross over to the parties on those between the two. But uh, they are the the parties will still get thrown into the regular matchmaking for eight people per match. Uh, they are working on a system where it is just your friends, so you can just, like, gather a few people, and if you don't want to be bouncing off, like, six kids in yellow cars who just got the game, uh, that's, like, the default skin. And you you can tell, by the way, they're driving, they're still getting used to things. <laughs> we should mention as well, I, I see that it's available on the Nintendo Switch as a physical game for about 30 bucks. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if that had hit the Switch yet. I'm not gonna say the store that I'm looking at. I don't want people to patronize the store, but you can get it uh, for 30 bucks on the Switch. As well, you should. Um, also, um, and people are generally encouraging too. Like even after like tight matches, people will chat it up, give people tips. Uh, there's one. There's a bug reporting uh, thing where you can just straight up start a thread. It'll point you to a thread for known issues. Like at the start of season two, there are people who uh, certain items would just randomly not unlock on the season pass mm -hmm. but they like they you would just report on this thread and they just be like all right we're gonna unlock it for you within like an hour or two so good technical support good community these are all positive things we'd like to see in games yeah and uh, if you do pick it up some tips if you're new stick with it like the way the matchmaking works uh, it tries to keep it skill based or similar skill 
based on your um, your player level. Uh, after a minute, it will open it up wider to lower and higher levels. So even if you get like thrown into a match with people have been shit kicking since the start, like me, stick it out. You will still get an experience payout. Uh, you will still get a token payout, and the challenges aren't always skill based. Like it'll just be stuff like do X number of barrel rolls or land on the roof of your car a bunch of times because you can flip it around in midair and stuff. Okay, cool. And, and oh, and sometimes it's just drive X number of distance, and you'll do that in two matches. So, like stick with it and watch if you get a uh, match with a good player just watch what they're doing uh the, the, a lot of some of the tricks are completely mind-blowing but some stuff is just like oh if i just angle off this jump better i'd like skip a whole corner so mm. you can you can learn just by watching and just by talking to people Well, that does it for this episode. I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me as well as the members of One Rad Club, without whom these shows just wouldn't happen. If you'd like to show your support for these shows, check out OneRadClub.com. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to all the great shows on the One Rad Podcast Network. And for a little bit more than a dollar a month, you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards. Again, be sure to check out OneRadClub.com. Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon.